Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a concert in the park, and we want our style to be the main attraction. Rock over to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now get up to 50% off jeans from 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Up to 50% off jeans for the family? That's music to my ears. Plus, now you can get in and out of the store in a flash with buy online, pick up in store. It's fun, fast, and free. Styles that take center stage and free pick up in store when I buy online? Old Navy, here we come. High Fashion, Old Navy. Valid 720 to 729, select styles only. The Rock says, what you gonna do when the 24... No, wait, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. Hold on, that's not it. Oh, this is it. This is it. To be the man, woo, you gotta beat... No, wait, that's not it. That's not it. Oh, this is it. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. What you mean? Oh, yeah. What's better than this? Guys, me and dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. I'm Joe Marino of NDT Scouting and FanRag Sports, joined by Kyle Krabs, who's the founder and director of scouting with NDT Scouting, also with FanRag Sports, and we are your hosts here on a Monday edition of the Draft Dudes Podcast. Uh, Glad to be back with you after uh, Benjamin Solak did a terrific job filling in for me on Friday. Uh, thanks, Ben. You you did you did yourself well. I enjoyed listening to that show. Um, and uh, and Kyle, it's good to be back with you as well here as we bring in the week ahead. Uh, a lot going on and uh, and a lot to look back upon. Yeah, uh, I'm still trying to figure out how Tyreek Hill can score a touchdown on a check down hail mary before the, before, before the half of a. So is Jason game. Garrett, dude. That's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. That that's a fun play. I, I mean, I guess I'm surprised that's the first time anyone's ever seen that. Uh, but hell of a job, basically screen, creating a screenplay, right? Well, you know, Alex Smith has probably seen it every time he's had a hail mary checkdown, which is probably all of them. You know, like that's that that is the perfect quarterback to throw a touchdown on a, a screen hail mary is Alex Smith. You know, what's interesting is right before the play, everyone's expecting a Hail Mary, and, and Jim Nance 
said to Tony Romo, and Tony Romo didn't respond. He just said, you know, look at Alex Smith's interception streak is in jeopardy here. <laughs> well, lo and behold, a little something up their sleeve. And uh, the interception streak continues as of uh, the recording of this podcast. Yeah, you totally just jinxed Alex. <laughs> if I did, then... If Alex throws a touchdown in the fourth quarter of the game against Dallas, you guys know exactly who to blame. An interception. Interception. What did I say? He said touchdown. Well, a touchdown for the other team, a.k.a. Oh, an okay. interception. Right, right. An interception. Six. You know, they're not required to score, Kyle. I don't, I don't know. I'm just trying to cover my own tail here. Yeah, I see that. I see that. Um, Kyle, we are 170 days away from the 2018 NFL draft, and I've got a number for you. Um, and 170 is also the record for consecutive starts for a running back and consecutive starts by a tight end in the NFL. Now, the 170 was the record for starts by a tight end by Jason Witten now that he started against the Chiefs on Sunday. That goes to 171. But sweetness, Walter Payton has the record for running back. So the most uh, games ever started consecutively by a running back in the NFL is Walter Payton with 170 from 1975 to 1987. That's unbelievable. 12 years as a starting running back every single game. That's uh, <laughs> you know we it, just it, we just got done tooting Emmett Smith's horn. Mm-hmm. What on Wednesday last week talking about you know his his durability and how great that is. I would have guessed Emmett had that record. So for Walter Payton, hat tip to you wherever you may be out there in the uh, the universe, Walter, because that is incredible. Especially back in the the eighties, they yeah. they they were nasty back then. It's not like they protect mm-hmm. offensive skill players the way they do in in today's NFL. No, nope, nope. Certainly not the the player safety emphasis that we have today. And, and then Jason Witten, um, fact or fiction? Let's let's do a quick fact or fiction. Jason Witten is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Fact. Yes. Fact. You know, Jason. I've been expecting, and and there's make no mistake, like Jason's play and. No, his, his, I don't want to say explosiveness, because Jason was never really, like, super explosive or dynamic as a player, but his play has dipped a little bit in the last couple of years. You could see he's slowing down. But, you know, I've expected Jason to hang it up, like, the past four <laughs> years. And every year he comes back, and he continues to be, like, the most reliable guy on offense for the Cowboys. It's been incredible. And never drops anything. And when he came out, he's actually, I think he's like six, whatever, six, five, six, six, 265 pounds. He ran four, six, five at the NFL combine. I guess you could say he is sneaky athletic. (laughs) Well, it's interesting because I was watching Oklahoma, Oklahoma state and the commentator, which I guess is Gus Johnson, right? In that game, he, he made a comparison to Mark Andrews to Jason Witten and said, you know, look, neither one of these guys are very um, athletic. And I'm like, I just think that you you're not remembering young Jason Witten, man. He he can scoot a little bit back in the day. What do you think Jason runs now? It's like Four, a five. I, I was gonna say it's like a five flat, right? Like, <laughs> that's funny because I watch football all the time, and I'm and I'm always mindful of of a player's forty yard dash time, and they'll be older. I'm like, what do you think they run right now? And it's always interesting to to think of that. Like Cam Newton. Uh, he, whatever he ran at the combine is not what he runs today. There were some times in that Atlanta game I expected him to kind of break away from some people, but he slowed up and and uh, people got angles on him. Yeah, that's you know that's why we got to enjoy Tyreek Hill while we can. 
because that dude is every bit as fast as what he was when he ran his fastest 40 uh, every time he touches the ball in the open field, seems like. Yeah, we'll see when that catches up with him, but he is a ton of fun for now. Joe, let's um, let's kind of dig into some of the prominent prospect storylines from Week 10. I know you and I have had a couple a couple players really stand out. Uh, should we talk about Arden Key? Can we talk about Arden? Oh, yes. He... Uh, it was great to see him back to what you were expecting to see from a guy that was fairly consensus as one of the top five, ten eligible draft prospects for the upcoming season because Arden against Alabama, he showed every bit of that length and explosiveness and cornering ability and mobility and flexibility, and he played with a hot motor the entire game and he's playing off a of contact and, and flattening down to kind of challenge both backs and, and Jalen Hurts in the pocket, and he was super disruptive, and I thought he had easily his best game of the year that I've seen for, for LSU. Yeah, so, um, yeah, awesome to see him play. He was given those uh, Alabama offensive tackles all they can handle. The flexibility was there, man. It was nice to see, and obviously the length's really exciting with him. Uh, Kyle, I tried to watch this Penn State-Michigan State game, <laughs> uh, you know, as much as I can with the however many hour long uh, delay that we had to sit through. Uh, but, uh, you know, the storyline coming from this game is, is Saquon Barkley and, you know, that he only had 63 rushing yards. And, um, you know, that's a couple games in a row now that uh, his his rushing totals weren't, you know, overly dynamic he still had 116 total yards in the game between his 33 passing yards and 63 rushing yards and 20 passing yards uh but uh you know he's he's not making the big plays right now for this offense and you know it's it's not hard to understand why he's not he doesn't have a chance to this Penn State offensive line is not playing well at all and before Saquon can even get going there's guys at his ankles uh, penetrating, getting through the line of scrimmage, and he's dead to rights almost, it seems like, as soon as he gets the ball. And you, you look at this Penn State offense where it's a lot of misdirection and they really have some slow-developing run plays, and, and it even further accentuates how crappy that offensive line is. That's why it's so important to go back to the traits, right? Like, from a traits perspective, Saquon's as good as we'll, we're going to see, probably, you know, I, I've ever seen physically and the way he moves and the things he can do his power his his change of direction skills his ability to catch football all the stuff is there but uh you know if you're going to get hung up in this box score stuff you know you're going to miss out on on <laughs> a damn good football player and a guy that's going to be a really outstanding NFL player uh because the the context behind that production is that he doesn't have anywhere to go and every running back in America uh, would, would be dead to rights on a lot of these plays. So uh, obviously I, I think it's it's disappointing because you want to see him light up the box score, but uh, I'm not sure there's anything more he can do right. You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a concert in the park and we want our style to be the main attraction. Rock over to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now get up to 50% off jeans from 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Up to 50% off jeans for the family? That's music to my ears. Plus, now you can get in and out of the store in a flash with buy online, pick up in store. It's fun, fast, and free. Styles that take center stage and free pick up in store when I buy online? Old Navy, here we come. High Fashion, Old Navy. About 720 to 729, select styles only. 
You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a concert in the park, and we want our style to be the main attraction. Rock over to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now get up to 50% off jeans from 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Up to 50% off jeans for the family? That's music to my ears. Plus, now you can get in and out of the store in a flash with buy online, pick up in store. It's fun, fast, and free. Styles that take center stage and free pick up in store when I buy online? Old Navy, here we come. High Fashion, Old Navy. About 720 to 729, select styles only. No. No, not when he's playing the Ohio State defensive lines and the Mark D'Antoni front seven and, and that defense. This was the hard part of this Penn State schedule. And uh, it lived up to the billing. Penn State's dropped two in a row. And, you know, I would love to see Saquon get some of the looks that... Remember how LSU with Fournette last year and the year before that? They love to give him that, like, short side toss play where he's lined up to the right, and they run the toss to the right, like the quick toss. I would love to see Saquon get some looks like that, where you give him a little bit of width, and defensive linemen and guys in the box can't really key off on the mesh point and and blow that spot up and get him the ball where he should at least be able to get a little bit of forward momentum going. LSU ran that play all the time with Fournette. And uh, if Penn State was going to look around and survey backs that have the kind of linear explosiveness and size that Barkley has, like Fournette's really one of a very select few guys. Obviously, Barkley's got a little bit more lateral agility and wiggle to him and foot quickness. But I think they would have been well served to kind of borrow that and and that scheme because right now, yeah, Saquon's – I could I could probably go out and tackle Saquon for a tackle for loss if I had the chance to just throw myself at his ankles while he's still in the process of receiving the ball. And that, that I think, says quite a bit. Yeah, and so, you know, kind of the, the secondary storyline here is the Heisman Trophy and, uh, you know, where Saquon Barkley is and, and uh, how he matches up with, with some of the other guys who are putting up some good numbers. And as we know, the... Uh, Heisman Trophy is a an award that's reserved for only quarterbacks and running backs. So don't let them fool you that it goes to the most outstanding player in college football. Because uh, if you look at the lo- the history of the award, uh, there's only running backs and quarterbacks getting it. And so, Kyle, I'll give you first dibs here on who your Heisman Trophy uh, front runner right now is. It's Baker Mayfield. It's um, the games this week were the games that decided the Heisman Trophy as far as I'm concerned. Because Baker, in a huge rivalry game, stop. If you're listening, Joe, if the thought even crosses your mind, don't even bring up the interception at the end of the game. Don't do it. Baker Baker threw for 598 yards and accounted for six touchdowns in a rivalry game showdown that resulted in his team scoring 62 points. And... uh, his ability to continue to rise to the occasion and make big plays and operate with poise, it was phenomenal to see Baker go out, perform the way that he did. You have to ask me right now? Yeah, Baker Mayfield's winning the 2017 Heisman Trophy. And I think that's a a strong case. And obviously what Oklahoma's been able to do now as a team with the big wins at Ohio State, at Oklahoma State, uh, and carrying, what, a 7-1 and record right now, you know, he, he's playing out of his mind. His growth as a player has been tremendous, and, and he's really exciting. But for me, it's Lamar Jackson. 
you know, you look at this guy, and I know Louisville's having a crap season, and that really, unfortunately, is a big part of the reality of the Heisman Trophy. It's the most outstanding player that's a quarterback or running back on the best team. And so, uh, you know, we got Louisville, who is, what, 5-4 and four or something like that, and uh, that doesn't mean Lamar Jackson's not playing well. He's still averaging 426 yards per game and three-and-a-half touchdowns. And what's even more impressive about that is we've talked at length on this podcast about his supporting cast and the percentage of the offense that are that is attributed to him. It's 76 yard, uh, 76, excuse me, 78% of the total yards of Louisville's offense has come courtesy of Lamar Jackson's arm or legs, and they have the number one offense in the ACC. So what he's able to do on a team with nobody around him Still putting up video game numbers. Um, I, I feel like there's uh, maybe not, maybe not. I'm, I'm not accusing you of this, but Lamar Jackson's like such an afterthought in the national scope of this. Like he, you don't you don't hear about him in these conversations. It's almost like we just expect this type of production from Lamar Jackson, and it's common to us. And so since it's so common, like the the value of it somehow diminished. But this dude's dominating with no help. And in the ACC, and uh, if we're really going to stay true to the most outstanding player in college football, man, I I have a a strong case to make here for Lamar Jackson. For me, I also agree that uh, Baker Mayfield's right there in the top two. So if 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 Lamar, if I wasn't a Lamar guy, I would totally jump on that Baker Mayfield uh, uh, idea. But for me, number three is Quentin Nelson the guard from from Notre Dame and I know that's impossible I know I'm saying something that's not a reality because an offensive lineman just is never going to win the Heisman Trophy but if this is truly about the most outstanding player in college football you'd be hard to find a guy that's dominating more uh, than than Quentin Nelson is that guard for Notre Dame a guard you gonna run that by me again yeah a guard I think if anything you should understand that yeah I mean i I have to try and draw the line between most outstanding college football player and best pro prospect. That's the, that's a line that I struggle with quite a bit. Um, because I look at, you know, Saquon Barkley traits. Uh, how about Bryce Love out of Stanford, Joe? I know you're probably cringing over there because I just <laughs> brought up another running back on a, a team with a winning record. And, and we were trying <laughs> not to make this about running backs and, and uh, quarterbacks. Uh, quick trivia question for you, Joe. I'm going to put you on the spot. Can you tell me the last two non-quarterback and running backs to win the Heisman? Um, yeah, uh, Charles Woodson. In a year? 97, 98? 97. 97. Was it before or after that? It was before that. It's non-quarterback, non-running back. Before 97. Um, uh, God bless it. <laughs> Come on. I am, I am drawing blanks. Can I get a position? I, I obviously don't know it off the top. So. Wide receiver. Oh, wide receiver. Uh, oh, okay. Tim Brown. Desmond Howard. Desmond Michigan. Howard, 1991. Now. Is Desmond Howard that old? 1991. Desmond Howard. Holy crap. He blew everybody out. Okay. Now, could you imagine the fit that people would have 
these days if a wide receiver with less than a thousand receiving yards won the Heisman <laughs> Trophy? <laughs> well, he had those return yards. Did yeah, Desmond he, Howard, yeah right? he did. He did. Um, just to get back to your question, if I'm looking at the third spot, Bryce Love. If I want to give love to a defensive player, how about Joshua Jackson from Iowa? Did you see that interception that he had, Joe? His third one against Ohio State, in which he the Odell Beckham, the, where he Odell Beckham the ball. Oh yeah, that was impressive. From, I've seen I've seen two two and a half Iowa games this year, and Joshua Jackson has popped in all three occurrences. And from what I understand, uh, he's played this well all year. So that's a guy I might have to give a little bit of love to if we're you know we're getting into awards and such, but. Uh, my my third Heisman is, is Bryce Love because he is the Stanford offense. You know they went out without him and uh, scored 15 points against Oregon State. Uh, every other game before he was injured and missed the game, he had at least 147 rushing yards and multiple touchdowns in half of his games. Uh, from an all-purpose perspective, he's just been outstanding this year. He's averaging almost 10 yards a carry. Um, just unreal production. So my, my third Heisman guy is going to be Bryce Love. Now, if I could throw some shade on Bryce Love, what what happened against Washington State? He had one carry for 52 yards, and on the rest of his carries, he had 16 for 69. 52 of that came on one carry, and so the rest of his carries were 15 for 17 yards. Yeah, he was hurt. He was came back from being hurt. So got a 52-yarder. Okay. So he, his streak of having a 50-plus yard run continues for every single game this season. He's had a 50-yard run. Are you with me on Lamar Jackson as your second guy? Right now I understand you're Baker. Or are you? Uh, I, I, because if so, I need, to hold, I need to know your full top three. I, I feel like Saquon's probably in there too. So you have Saquon and Bryce Love above Lamar Jackson or below? Above him. Lamar's oh. probably my four. Listen... Whether you like it or not, the team's five and four. Mm-hmm. And when they've played their best competition, Lamar has not played especially well as far as you know, decisions with the football. He completed under 50% of his passes in a loss to Boston College. He completed 50% of his passes in a loss to Clemson. Uh, you know, he had more interceptable passes against Clemson than he got popped for. I understand the all-purpose yardage and the ability to produce X amount of the offense, but whether you like it or not, wins are a factor in Heisman voting, and I'm not going to look the other way and say, oh, I'm just going to say most outstanding college football player because wins and losses is part of your resume when you look at the Heisman Trophy. Are you going to tell me that he's a wide receiver in the NFL next? I am not. No, just (laughs) stop it. Don't even. Don't even. I had to grind your gears a little bit there, man. It's okay. I actually did have a quick question for you about Lamar. Um, 18 passing touchdowns is obviously down from his pace last year. I'm looking at his game log right now. How many rushing touchdowns does he have accounted for? He goes 0-3-0-1-1-2-3-1-3. Uh, that's a total of 14 on the year. That is a uh, ton. That's how many. Counted, if he got half of the t- of the drop touchdowns, you know, I think his oh, yeah. pace would yeah, be. Yeah, his, his pace is probably above last year's, yeah. <laughs> All right, so I stack it up, Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, Quentin Nelson. And you stack it up, Baker Mayfield, 
Saquon uh, Barkley. Bryce, Saquon number two and, and Bryce Love three? Yes. All right. And I, I would be willing to bet you something significant. That's your breakdown. At the end? At the end. Oh, I'm taking this right now. What are we wagering? Right uh, now? I don't know. Let's let's decide. Let's stew on it, and we'll decide that on the Wednesday show. But I'm I would be willing yeah. to bet you something right now. Baker, Saquon, Bryce Love is your top three in the final Heisman voting for 2017. Yeah, uh, tweet us, tweet us, people. Yeah, please. we need to know. Let's put something I, on the line here. Let's go. So 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 you win the bet if that's the final three. You, I get I get the field. I get whatever. You anything can else. have the field. I don't want okay. the field. Come on, people. This is your chance to get something from Kyle. I need your tweets. Get the tweets out there uh, between Monday, Tuesday, when, when you are listening to this show, because we have a great opportunity. Kyle will pay up. I know he will. He's a man of his word. So uh, help me be creative here and let's embarrass Kyle. I had to do that ridiculous Jets chant. Yeah, shame uh, so, on you, first of all. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we need, to, we need to see Kyle do something crazy here, and it's up to you to come up with it, because I am not creative. Joe, is that is there anything else you'd like to talk about on today's Monday episode of the Draft Dudes podcast? Uh, no, unfortunately, we're recording this before Sunday Night Football, so uh, won't get a chance to make any comments on the Dolphins' performance against the Raiders. But we'll touch on that on Wednesday too. I'm sure we will, one way or the <laughs> other. I'm sure we will. Uh, I want to give some quick love to two teams, two Big Ten teams: Iowa Hawkeyes, 55 points against Ohio State Buckeyes. That's outstanding. Joe, did you see the picture after the game when all the fans were down on the field with the yes. blackout? How awesome yeah. is that picture? Yeah. Yeah. Quality alternate uniforms, too, as yes. well for Iowa. Yeah. I saw somebody for, I think he worked for ESPN. He was like, all alternate uniforms need to go away. If, if your uniform's part of your brand, then why would you disenfranchise that by doing all? And that was like the most get off my lawn, like, old man yells at cloud moment I had seen all weekend. Because if you have that take, you did not see Iowa's alternate uniforms against Ohio State. Those things were awesome. Arizona State with some outstanding threads. Yep. And you uh, called I, that. You called that. You said, put your savings on, on the Sun Devils to win. And they beat Colorado. Yep, because there's no way they're losing in those uniforms. And the U with the all-black go ahead and beat Virginia Tech. So if Iowa... Arizona State, Miami pull out outstanding alternative unit, uniforms, go 3-0. and Coincidence? I think not. I think not. Uh, yeah. Sun Devils deserve a little bit of love, too, for turning around a tough, tough Pac-12 schedule for them. They're sitting at 5-4 and four right now. They, they did not look like at the beginning of the year they'd have a chance to, to stop anybody. But the other team I want to give some love to, Joe, Rutgers. Rutgers. 4-5. and five. Beats Maryland 31-24. They now have three conference wins. They beat is a, a bowl? Are we going to talk about a bowl? Yeah, I was going to say, what's the rest of their schedule? Yeah, it's, it's not going to happen. They got to get two wins, right? <laughs> they got Penn State. Oh, no. Oh. At Penn State. That's, an, that's not happening. Indiana, maybe. Maybe. And Michigan State. At home. Oh, Michigan State for a bowl game. Yep. That's, that's going to be fun. Oh, we gotta, They got to beat Indiana first. Well, I'm going to assume in this scenario that they did. Well, Rutgers, you know, just getting four wins at this point is big. Uh, and I, I'm glad to see it because they performed fairly well. I was at the home opener against uh, Washington to start off the season in week one, and they performed admirably. So it's nice to see them kind of parlay you know, in, in a, the second year of a new coaching staff there, kind of start to turn things around. If you're looking to turn your week around, you know, we're a couple weeks away from Thanksgiving, and uh, 
We're not quite there yet. Maybe that's your favorite holiday. Uh, you can do so by hitting subscribe on the Draft Dudes Podcast. You know, stick with us all week long. We'll uh, give you some updates. You guys can tell Joe what we want to bet. Although I would like to counter with, you know, you guys have another opportunity to embarrass Joe and send me your ideas at <laughs> NDT Scouting for what I get if I win the bet as far as the Heisman Trophy field for 2017. So you can reach me at NDT Scouting on Twitter. You can reach Joe with ideas for me at the Joe Marino. Uh, as I mentioned, you can hit subscribe on the podcast. Follow us every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We have three shows a week. Uh, we try and cover our bases with college football and the NFL and the rookie class and notable prospects, and uh, we have some fun with it. So highly recommend you guys. If you enjoy, also hit, leave us at one of those five-star reviews. I know we, we certainly love to get the five stars. Anything less? Uh, we're like the Alab- we're Alabama when it comes to recruiting with our reviews for the podcast. We only take five stars. So help us out if you would be so kind. Uh, be sure also swing over to ndtscouting.com and FanRag Sports. Check out all of our latest and greatest. I'm Kyle Krabs signing off with Joe Mario, and this is the Draft Dudes Podcast. You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a concert in the park, and we want our style to be the main attraction. Rock over to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now get up to 50% off jeans from 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Up to 50% off jeans for the family? That's music to my ears. Plus, now you can get in and out of the store in a flash with buy online, pick up in store. It's fun, fast, and free. Styles that take center stage and free pick up in store when I buy online? Old Navy, here we come. High Fashion, Old Navy. About 720 to 729, select styles only. Shoot up. Mission Impossible Fallout is 95% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. It's one of the best action movies ever made. Showtime. Rolling Stone calls it off the charts spectacular. What is he doing? I find it best not to look. A thrillingly clever story filled with twists and turns. Target Ethan Hunt. We should be dead. Why aren't we? With an ending that will blow you away. We interrupt. In. Tom Cruise. Mission Impossible Fallout. Now playing. Rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.